0: The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools, if it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
1: When we're you're ready. And,
2: uh, Jay <laughs> what was that look for?
1: Don't you're giving me a look. <laughs> you're giving me a look. Well, you're the one freaking wearing gloves in here. Cold in here. What are you, an Eskimo? Stop it! It's not that like cold. I keep in here. my
2: jacket on. I just had to put my gloves on.
1: My gosh, Gabby, the intern's right here. She's fine. But we were like in a sauna of a room over there. It's not that mm-hmm. cold that you need gloves on. It's chilly. <laughs> I should take a photo. Of this, you know what? Actually, raise your hands. I'm taking a no, photo. I'm but I'm raising I'm, my hands. Just stick them in the air. It's not going to kill you. You'll love it. It's like what? It's just a stick up in here. <laughs> hey, I am excited about tomorrow.
2: Why are you excited about tomorrow? We've
1: got okay, I have done great work to create great things to happen. We can't really talk about it till tomorrow, but I'm just telling you, as Michael Scott would once say, I am growing up in front of
2: their eyes. okay, <laughs> if that's a nice tease <laughs> for tomorrow I- like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all find out together. <laughs> yeah,
1: together. Uh, hey, uh, a loaded, loaded show. we got a lot to get into and a little amount of time to do so. Aggies, Falcons tonight, 9 o'clock. It's a late one. 8 o'clock, or is it 7 o'clock
2: pregame or 8 o'clock pregame? If it's a 9 o'clock tip, it's an 8 o'clock pregame.
1: Okay, well, I didn't know. I don't know if you guys yeah. do two-hour pregame for home games.
2: Uh, for basketball, it's a, it's a full one hour. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, as soon as it's done, they'll go and tell the calls stop coming in
1: which we hope we get a bunch of calls after a good Aggie win. They're going to win tonight. I think they will. Yeah, uh, I me think, too. But after what happened Saturday, Sh- who knows? Sure, sure. Who there's, knows? Sure. Um, but I, I think they win. Time. I think they take care of it. We got Region 11 preview today at 4.30. Game time with Gabby. I've been killing it as of late. I've been actually getting, instead of 1 out of 10, 4 out of 10. So I'm doing <laughs> much better. I'm actually really excited. Uh, we've got Jazz Pacers recap from last night. Are the Jazz that good, or were the Pacers that tired? That's something we got to kind of di- dissect a little bit. So, the Jazz get ready for a really tough stretch coming up, uh, and we got the stat and player. My player, by the way, is going to be one who set a Region Eleven record. So, I'm excited about this one. This is going to be fun. Interesting.
2: Uh, it was a very busy day in the NBA yesterday. Martin Luther King Jr. Holiday. The NBA plays a lot of games. They play them all throughout the day. Yeah. And there were a couple of games that were pretty close, you know, pretty interesting. Um, actually, quite a few close finishes throughout the league. Uh, there were a few blowouts. Uh, the Rockets had this big lead in the fourth quarter and let it slip away. Okay, so here's the thing.
1: Oklahoma City is reminding me of... Of like that Jazz team without all those draft picks sitting in their pocket right now from the I think it was 3 or 4 when they went 42-40. and 40, Missed the playoffs by just one game, right? Because they didn't have Stockton Malone, so it was a brand new era. And they still, they finished 42-40, one game out of the playoffs in the Western Conference. Which, by the way, was still very loaded. Very loaded. Um, and I, I don't think people come to appreciate uh, what Oklahoma City and what Sam Presti is doing. That is incredible what they've got rolling right now. Well, and
2: I think you have to give a lot of that credit to Chris Paul. People were saying he was washed up. It wasn't working out in Houston. Uh, He wasn't really in favor of the trade. But um, he's been playing some great basketball while he's been there.
1: And you know what? On the other side, you can thank James Harden going 1-for-17 from the three-point line. Here's the thing.
2: that was definitely irregular.
1: He's got they got to figure out just shot usage because when when tucker's not getting looks or at least getting touches we have a problem eric gordon same thing clint capella same thing those three players who are non-all-stars are still very key into this team mail make a deep playoff run and the fact that they're not using them because they're so stuck on Harden taking 33s a game and rustbook or westbrook getting his triple double it's just not working in in houston right now and it's It's turning into a soon-to-be dumpster fire if they're not careful. Because they can finish in that lower pack of the Western Conference, and that's something you
2: absolutely want to avoid. So you you see the the stuff going around today, Kendrick Perkins?
1: Oh, no. What is he doing now?
2: Did you hear about this? No.
1: Do I dare? I'm going to see if I can type with Because he started beef with Kevin Durant, like, what, a week and a half ago? And Kevin pretty much ended his Twitter career, at least I thought he did, but obviously not.
2: (laughs) Uh okay well it's been he kind of stirred some things up earlier and now I got to see if I can find what he had oh, to say. Oh no!
1: Well while you're while you're doing that, by the way, Zion Williamson will make his NBA debut tomorrow night versus the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, can this guy stay healthy for the rest of the season? That is that is something I'm gonna be really watching out for because for how hard he plays, for how big he is, he could get himself easily injured again. I hope not, and I don't want him to. But uh, I'm interested to see what he looks like against the San Antonio Spurs, who, by the way, had a big win against the Phoenix Suns last night,
2: 121-18. Yeah, close game. Yeah. Very close game. Devin Booker screwed that one up. Okay, so Kendrick Perkins played a long time in the NBA. He spent some time in Oklahoma City. Yep. Remember? Yep. He says, I guess he posed a question and then he deleted the tweet and then changed it, because I can't find his original tweet. Oh, no. This can't be they good. They just sent it out there because it, it caused a bit of a reaction. Sure. Which I think is what he was trying to do. But he said, uh, he, he rephrases it and says, let's ask it in this way then. Who says no? Mike Connolly to Houston for Westbrook. And then he's getting all kinds of crap for that. And he says, so y'all really think that if Russ went to Utah that the Jazz wouldn't be better? Y'all tripping. Okay, you overweight. Dumb so, son of a gun. This is an example of somebody who can play basketball but doesn't understand
1: yeah, dude. everything
2: else that's going on around his position. Oh,
1: my heck. What, what are you, Michael Jordan owning the Chicago- Charlotte
2: Bobcats? <laughs> what are you doing? Well, Why would you ever in Russ, this green earth, and white lo- earth, This is nothing to take away from Russell Westbrook. He's a very talented player. Uh, He's hard to guard. Well,
1: it well, depends the team. But he doesn't work in a jazz that's what system. I, yeah. Look, he wouldn't fit in the San Antonio Spurs system. He wouldn't fit in the Blazers system. He wouldn't fit in the Jazz system. He fits in the Oklahoma—well, he didn't even fit in the Oklahoma City system when Durant and Harden were there. And he fits now because, well, there's James Harden on one side, there's him on the other, and that's it. Nobody else exists.
2: Yeah, everybody else is is just there to feed off of when he gets into a tight spot and he can't create on his own. Someone would set Vivis from home arena on fire if they made that trade.
1: (laughs) As much as people grill Mike Conley for his struggles— they would set that place on fire if that trade was made. And Watching I blame
2: them. the Utah reactions to what Kendrick Perkins said today <laughs> made my day, and it that... kept popping up throughout the day. Different people like, see what <laughs> are you? What are you smoking, Kendrick Perkins? My
1: favorite thing to do on Twitter when I am bored and lonely is I like to read uh, replies to dumb tweets, and I like to do it a lot. Uh, and so I I have to take some time to read that. That's a, I didn't see <laughs> yeah, that at all. There are hundreds. That moron. Hey, uh, another good game last night. Well, it was supposed to be a good game. Turns out to a blowout. Kemba Walker gets his first win against LeBron James. He's now 1-28 for against LeBron James. 139-107 is your final in the uh, Boston Garden where, uh, I guess, what is it? TD Ameritrade or something like that now? Yeah. Something like that? that. Uh, Anthony Davis in 23 minutes, 9 points. He was 3-7 from the field, but he was on a minutes restriction, so he only played that 23 minutes. Uh, LeBron James 5-12 in 29 minutes. He had 15 JaVale McGee had 18, Uh, Avery Bradley had 8, and Danny Green, who I think is one of the worst overrated players in the NBA, had 7. And on the other side, Kemba Walker I thought was really, really good. He, uh, in 30 minutes, had 20 points and 7 assists, 4 rebounds, 8 of 13 from the field. Gordon Hayward, 6 to 12 and 16 points. Let me ask you something really quickly. I know we got the jazz basketball here, but do you think... Gordon Hayward is trade bait for Boston at all by February. Um, or is that too early? Because I know
2: he had that maybe whole year where he had
1: to early. come back from the injury, and he's just working his way back. So I just...
2: I, I think they see him as an important piece of who they are now.
1: Okay. Maybe leadership-wise, too. Because I know, I know the Boston players love him to death. Marcus Smarts came out and defended him. He and, his and he seems to things.
2: be doing well since Kyrie Irving left.
1: Yeah. Which, how oh, interesting is that? <laughs> weird? Huh? He leaves, and all of a sudden, it's like, Who oh. could have saw that coming? It's kind of like when Katie Holmes was dating uh, Tom Cruise. Gabby, the intern would know that she's a big Katie Holmes fan. But when uh, she was dating Tom Cruise, she was like, I mean, before that, she was beautiful. Like, I had a crush on her. And then she dated Tom Cruise, and then she got messed up because, you know, he had all these theories and whatever and made her live a different life, and it wasn't good. And then she broke up with him, and now she's blossoming. Gordon Hayward is Katie Holmes. (laughs) Okay. And Tom Cruise is Kyrie Irving. And when Kyrie Irving left... No, sorry. When Gordon Hayward made Kyrie Irving leave, things were better. And he blossomed into a rose. Or a dandelion. Or uh, one of those white blossoming flowers.
2: So the Jazz blew out the Pacers last night. And uh, we talked about some really close games. That one was not close. But before we get to... Uh, that one. And there was another game in the evening that was crazy. It was the Portland game. Damian Lillard goes off and sets some new records. Dame to set a new franchise record. Free throw on the way. Got it! 61 for Damian Lillard! He breaks his own franchise record. 61 points did for Damian Did they just Damian say
1: Lillard. he broke his own franchise record? Like, so did he set the record before that and then broke it again? Yeah.
2: Good gosh, man. So uh, it was an incredible game for him. 11 made three-point shots.
3: <laughs>
2: Excuse me. 11 made three-point shots. Kevin Harlan. I'm
1: cool with that. Uh, per- a
2: perfect 16 of 16 at the free-throw line. You know what
1: really annoys
2: me? 10 rebounds.
1: Is incredible. when players set the records at the free throw line. I want to see someone do it like with a sweet dead straightaway 3 in someone's grill. But it always happens at the free throw line,
2: Eric. <laughs> the record always seems to be broken when while Jordan got standing the double alone. at
1: Madison Square Garden, he did the free throw line. When Kobe got the 61 at Madison Square Garden, he did the free throw line. When LeBron James got his 52 to complete this triple, I know, part of the triple double at Madison Square Garden, he did it at the free throw line. Like I want to see somebody do something cool to get their historic record. Not go to the free-throw line and shoot free-throws with nobody guarding you.
2: Utah Jazz will be taking on Golden State, who played Portland to overtime last night. Alec Burks, former Jazz man, 33 points in that game for Golden State. How are they 19-26, Portland? Uh, that blows my mind. They, they always play tough.
1: That's the 19-26 basketball team in the NBA.
2: They're not 19-26. They're worse than that. They're 10. Oh, you're talking about Portland. Portland excuse me and Golden State's only 10 and 35 and i think they play they're play better. hard. Yeah. Not to be overlooked, the Jazz play Golden State tomorrow and this is they only have 10 wins but they play tough. Is that at Golden State?
1: Yes. That's that's not good. That always worries me. It, you're right. Like they play and you know they play really well at home. There's something about playing at home. This team plays hard. They're not you know, they're not extremely talented but they will play you to the buzzer. They will scrap especially defense, Eric. Defensively, a lot of these guys are playing for jobs for next year because you realize Clay, Steph Curry, and then they'll get a top five pick in the draft because based on their record, players are going to be cut. They'll be a, a free agent destination. Exactly. And so people are going to be like, well, I'm playing for I mean, they're playing for their jobs. And so they're going out there and they're scrapping away. This is a good basketball team. And, and you're right, at Golden State, that worries me just a tad bit. Go in there. Steve Kerr is a really good basketball coach, too, by the way.
2: Well, yes. If anything, they only have 10 wins. But when you watch how they play and what they're doing, it's like, okay. That says speaks a lot to the coaching yeah, that's sure. going on there.
1: Yeah. And, I again, I, I go back to, if I may go back to Portland really quickly, 19-26 and 26 on the season blows my mind for Portland. I mean, Carmelo Anthony went 7-14 from the field. He had 16 points. I thought he was actually really good last night. How they have a losing record is beyond my understanding. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And then I, I look at the Western Conference standings, and they sit in 10th. Memphis is 20 and 23, and they're in eighth. San Antonio at 19 and 23 is ninth. And Portland is two games behind them. This is crazy. What's even more crazy is seeing the Jazz just tied with the Nuggets for second place.
2: Uh, just a few extra superlatives about Damian Lillard and his performance. Mm. Uh, sixth player in NBA history with multiple 60-point games. Uh, only There's only been two 60-point games in Trailblazers history. Uh, 61 points sets so a new franchise record. Wilt Chamberlain had 32 60-plus <laughs> point performances. Kobe Bryant had six. James Harden has had four. Michael Jordan had four. Elgin Baylor had three. Uh, the, his, he is the first player in NBA history with 60 points and 10 threes in a game. Uh, he joins James Harden, Tracy McGrady, David Robinson, and Michael Jordan as the only players with 60 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists since the NBA-ABA merger. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's insane. It's amazing. Uh, he's also the only player six foot two or shorter with multiple sixty point games. Uh, so it was it was incredible what he was doing. Guy was just on fire. Uh, but sixty one points, eleven threes; those are both records for the Trailblazers. First player in NBA history with sixty points and ten threes in a game. Sixth player with multiple sixty point games.
1: He makes it career. look easy, doesn't he? He just he makes it look so easy. I. A guy like that on the Jazz, now that's a guy who would fit into the Jazz system. That's a guy who I'd say, you know, let's trade Mike Conley for Damian Lillard. Now, uh, oh, you, you have yeah. to make sure that they're on complete drugs and that they are not sober over there in Portland to make that trade, but uh, I'd love, <laughs> love... have some blackmail material. <laughs> I'd love to take that trade. Damian Lillard is a very special basketball player, and the coolest thing, Eric, is he came out of Weber State. It's a kid who's a local kid who came out of Weber State University and is, well, is now a rising star in the NBA. Well,
2: and he's had chances to leave Portland. Oh, He's had yeah. opportunities to go to bigger yeah. markets. He's, 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 he's bigger gotten stars. phone calls. He's
1: gotten money thrown at him. He's gotten the visits and all and phone calls, and he continues to remain in Portland. He's steady there in Portland. Um, I'll tell you this. He'll never win a championship being in Portland ever in his career. It's just not going to happen. Too many other teams, too many loaded teams in Western Conference, too many good teams in Eastern Conference, they don't match up well. I mean, they're 19-26 right now. But, again, I mean, the way he's going, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Oh. One of those Hall of Famers not to win a championship.
2: Yeah. Uh, he, a list of those. He's on a trajectory. Yeah. No question. Uh, for the Utah Jazz, a great performance for them. Very well-rounded. Uh, a lot of different guys contributing. I thought the defense— was what really stood out to me last night for the Jazz. Uh, Indiana only scores 88 points. Here's a team that uh, is on the rise. They're right there in the thick of things in the hunt in the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference is very similar to the West, where you've got one team on top. In the East, it's Milwaukee. In the West, it's the Lakers. And then you have like four or five teams that are all within like a game, game and a half of each other. Mm -hmm. And the East is very similar to the West in that way. And Indiana's right there in that mix of teams in the East to try to get to that top tier. And boy, the Jazz made them look silly.
1: Yeah, they were in that tier. They were at fourth last night before the game started. Now they're in sixth after the game. Final score one eighteen eighty-eight Jazz over the Pacers. But now, granted, the Indiana Pacers are playing a back-to-back. This was that second of them uh, of those two in altitude that might have had something to do with it. Nonetheless, the ball movement for all the Utah Jazz offensively, Eric, is some of the best that we've seen in a long, 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 long time. The uh, possession uh, going left to right on your radio dial, uh, where they, I think there was like five, six passes made in all. Where they got an open three when Ingles took an extra pass to the corner to Bogdanovich and he drilled that three in the corner it was all ball movement. Where Indiana, by, the, by I think by the fourth pass, they just quit moving because it was just it was, it was popping is what they like to say. And uh, I mean, when it's that quick, it's hard to guard. And for Indiana, when you're playing man defense, it can be hard to guard as well. It's just great job by the offense. I thought they were really good. Bogdanovich, five uh, eleven, he was only one of five from deep, but he had sixteen and uh, four rebounds. Uh, Royce O'Neill, new four, uh, four year, $36 million contract, 28 minutes, only five points. But again, it's what he does defensively. That's what they want him to do. It's not offensive. They're not really, really uh, worried about the offensive side. He's there for defensive purposes. You brought that up yesterday.
2: Well, not a single Jazz player, when you look at the plus minus, not a single Jazz player in the minus. All of them were, wow. were plus. Wow. Um, Mike Connolly coming off the bench. Uh, I don't know how much longer that's going to continue, that he'll be coming off the bench. But when he comes in, there is no drop-off. Yeah. I, I mean, the the way that the Jazz have restructured some things here over the last month, there hasn't been much drop-off as it is. But uh, having Mike Conley now in the mix, just <laughs> it, it answers all the questions that people were asking, should the Jazz hold on to this guy? Look how good they're playing right now. They need him. They need him playing well and need him in the mix, especially this. We're going to learn real quick over the next month how important Mike Connolly is to this franchise because it, they're going up against much tougher competition in more difficult venues. And it's another ball handler. It's another guy that can uh, execute. Um, now, who's, who maybe suffers from some of the minutes that he gets? I don't know. Uh, maybe Jordan Clarkson. Doesn't get as many looks, doesn't get as many touches, perhaps. But um, you know what? If the Jazz are winning, I don't care. (laughs) any of us care. Yeah, that's the thing. is We don't care how they get it done. What was Clarkson's line? Do you have it by chance? Uh, Clarkson, in 24 minutes, had seven rebounds, two assists, and seven points. I'll take it. I'll take it.
1: You just want want scoring off the bench any way you can get it. You know... I know we we kind of linger on the on the line of how long does Conley come off the bench, but at the same time, I like it. I do. I like the leadership that comes off the bench for from a veteran guy leading a young group, you know, and to kind of keep calm and keep the pace and whatever. Uh, and I thought, like you mentioned, I thought Conley did a great job of that last night. Defensively, I thought they were really good, except for Tony Bradley. Tony Bradley struggled again last night. We saw the Tony Bradley
2: at the early half of the season. And I'd like to see it uh, change I don't know, a little bit. I'm going to disagree with you on that. I mean, Miles Turner only had 12 points, and so I thought Bradley. Bradley, yeah, he, there was a few times where he made some mistakes. He had some turnovers or some fouls that he shouldn't commit.
1: Well, and defensively, he looked like but, he got
2: lost a couple of times. Like I just, man, it scares me. I'm. I didn't think he was that bad. Hey,
1: let me ask you about this. Uh, give me Rudy Gobert's line really quick if you have that.
2: Yep, Gobert in 31 minutes. Uh, he was perfect at the free throw line. 14 rebounds, two assists, one block, and 20 points. Okay, so about a week and a half ago, I came on this
1: show and I said he's not going to make the All Star team. The way he's been playing in the last week and a half since I've said that, and it's, I mean he doesn't listen to our show, but I'm just, he, it's just this whole new Regal Bear and I at a whole different level, which is an incredible basketball. All Star? Yes or no? Does he get picked by the coaches? Yes. Me too. I think, yes. Me too. And
2: what was interesting, I think, that helps illustrate this watching uh, Sports Center with Van Pelt last night. Yeah, he was great. What job. was the feature? I mean, they, they do the, the highlights. Yeah. It was all about Rudy Gobert screen assists. Yeah. It's not something we see in a box score, but he had like six or seven. And besides that, I mean, this is a guy that offensively is shown out really well, and he's more of an offensive threat. He's scoring more points. He's more of part of the offense. He's making things happen offensively. He's not just a defensive guy that grabs rebounds and adjusts and makes other teams adjust what they do when they attack the rim. He's definitely an offensive part of what the Jazz are doing as well, which I think adds to the cause why he's almost Absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you. He's starting to change my mind and change my mind really quickly, and I think
1: he's changing. By the way, do we know who the West coach is yet? We won't know for a while, will we? It's based on the best record. Which um, would go. Best
2: record to a certain date, and I don't know if we've hit that date yet or not. Who's number one again? Well, in was the Lakers. I was, yeah, so it's going to be. It's going to be the Lakers. Yeah. It's going to be Vogel, and it's going to be. God, I'm sick of that crap. What's his name at uh, Milwaukee? I think it's pretty much Claire. Those are going to be your coaches. Yeah, Mike Boonholzer. Yes. Yeah. And it'll be Team LeBron versus Team Giannis.
1: Gobert. I'd love to see Team Gobert and Gobert just <laughs> snub somebody. <laughs> Get a, b- a bunch him, of freeze out, like, All star international game, like, uh, players like Jordan, did Isaiah, or whatever it was back in the day. That's good stuff. All right, <laughs> hey, Ice we, <laughs> we got to get to uh, a break. Come back, we're going to talk regional basketball with again Tyler Baldwin will join us here to do so. Uh, get a quick update on boys and girls basketball, and then don't forget game time with Gabby. I cannot wait.
2: Hall of Fame is happening as we speak. We'll oh. update you on that a little bit later on in the show. Yes.
1: It? And there's some names that aren't on the list. I'm kind of upset about that I have to mention out. So that's all coming up here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Aggies,
0: the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
2: Full Court Press, Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. We're also streaming online, 106.9thefan.com. And that's also where you can find podcasts of our past episodes, and you can go hear what uh, Coach Craig Smith had to say <laughs> in its entirety uh, about what happened in Boise, <laughs> the debacle in Boise. Dude, He like him walking in and being like, I don't know what he
1: saw in my demeanor, but he just said, Ajay, you okay? I was like, Yeah, I'm, I'm are you okay? Like, you're the head coach of the basketball team. I'm just a media guy, man. And then like walking out, he's like, Hey, Ajay, we're good, right? You know? And I was like, Yeah, coach, we're good, man. You and me, Bert and Ernie. You know, Agent J and Agent K, men of black. Batman and Robin. You know, Cookie Monster and Elmo. Yeah. We're like, you know, we're
2: peas and carrots. What was the uh, Eric Francis the Muppet that not the Muppet Sesame Street guy that was in the garbage can? Oscar oh, the Grouch. Yeah, Oscar the Grouch. Didn't he have like a little worm that would talk to him? Okay, dude, I don't watch Oscar no. the
1: Grouch. And the... I don't know the worm's name. Yes, you do. You do too, and just say it right now. You do know it, and you're not even. You're just I trying to. I don't know his name. You're just trying to hide it because you don't want to tell everybody that you're familiar with Sesame Street. I can't even remember. Th- Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I only know Bert and Ernie because you know. I was, back in the day, that, those, that was the tandem. That was Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen on Sesame Street. Bert and Ernie. That was Montana and Rice. Brady and Moss. <laughs> Regional. Well, I think fact, we have some things to discuss with Tom Brady <laughs> a little
2: bit later on. Shut it. No.
1: We ain't talking that. You understand me? That conversation is off the table until March. Until March. Uh... uh Tyler Baldwin here joins us on the Full Court Press. We're going to get to our, our weekly Region 11 update in Boys and Girls Basketball. Tyler, thanks for joining us.
3: time, Ajay. Happy to be here.
1: All right, man. So let's start here in the Boys Basketball. Pretty wild weekend
3: we had on a Friday night. It was a wild weekend. Friday night, um, there was one major upset. Um, Logan beat Green Canyon by three. Um, that was a pretty crazy game. I was not there, but I got to talk to the um, Craig Hislop and Craig Andrew at the call and um some of my peers at Green Canyon and they they were amazed. I mean we we um Green Canyon did not seem to be on their game. Logan High played well, they took advantage of it and they could not miss Friday night. Then we had Mountain Crest and Bear River and that went into overtime. Me and AJ Knight had the call there and um that was a crazy game. Me and AJ um we we had a pretty fun time out there. Uh, because Mount Crest made the shot with three seconds left to send them to overtime, and then Ridgeline was at Skyview out there in Smithfield, and um, Ridgeline lost by nine. But to their credit, they were able to hang in there with Skyview, only losing by nine, um, which is one of the closer
2: games Skyview's had in region region play. This is um, uh, the the Mountain Crest Mustangs is a team that they always seem to 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 play hard, but they just can't be able to get over the hump. That seemed to be that game. Friday night, they're probably one of the best games that they've had in this streak of games where they've been losing. But you feel, I feel bad for the Mustangs. Yeah, how close they've come on a couple different occasions, and they just can't quite get it there. That's got to be a scare for Bear River, though. This is a team played really well in the pre-region, uh, near the top of the region play, and uh, kind of almost let one get away from them. Well yeah. What's
3: crazy is Bear River had no answer. I mean, they called timeout and. I mean, the, then Mountcrest comes out of the timeout, gets a steal, forces a turnover, um, two possessions in a row, makes two Crest makes two quick buckets to get them within three to send them to overtime, and, man, what a crazy game. That was a fun game to be a part of, that's uh, for sure.
1: I don't want to give it away. My player of the week is going to involve one certain Mountcrest kid who kept him in that game throughout the whole entire You're night. You're exactly right. And got and, into overtime, yeah. so can't wait for that. Uh, You know, looking at uh, really quickly with uh, with
3: Skyview— do you see them losing a region game? Um, I think they're gonna have a tougher competition tomorrow night against Green Canyon. That's a big rivalry game. Seven o'clock at Green Why? Canyon. Um Green Canyon and Skyview were the split off. Um, they were when Green Canyon was created. They split off from Skyview. Um, there are tensions still run high. Blood still runs pretty, um, pretty deep there. There's lots of families that made the change to Green Canyon that still have ties to Skyview, and I think. Um, just talking with some of the Skyview students today. Um, there's a lot of kids missing fifth hour tomorrow to get in line to get into the game. Um, it's it's that crazy. Last year, um, within three minutes of the ga- of the gates opening, we had about 200 students in within the arena. So it is. This is one of the craziest games, probably of Region
2: 11 basketball. We also have some players that are uh, playing for Green Canyon who were playing for Skyview. But You're then exactly left, right. Mm-hmm. Uh for whatever reason that they left. Um the, now they're playing for Green Canyon. So there's yeah, it's gonna be uh it f- is. some hostility perhaps. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Those it'll, games. it'll be fun, that's well, for sure. I gotta
1: ask you what is Coach McClure's thoughts right now? They had a tough loss to Logan now they're getting ready for a big rivalry game tomorrow night. What is the mood set right now is for Green Canyon?
3: Um from What I've kind of talked to certain players about, um, I actually haven't had a chance to talk to Coach McClure um, in depth about the game tomorrow night. Um, I got to observe just a little bit of their practice today. And I think practice the night before a big game is crucial just to get in the right mindset, run through a few defenses that Skyview is going to run, run through the offense Skyview is going to start in. Um, And I think today the players were tuned in. They were ready to go. It'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow night at Green Canyon. Let's look at girls basketball right now.
1: What's uh, what's going on there?
3: Girls basketball. Um, let's see here. I have to I have to think back all the way to Thursday. So um, Green Canyon played Logan on Thursday, and this was supposed to be one of the tougher games for Green Canyon and Logan. Both um, both feature D one players going into the game, um, and Green Canyon won, I think, by like thirty three or something like that. Seventy so that, to
2: thirty five.
3: Seventy to thirty five. There we go. So what? It, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So, okay. um, to coach head coach Alexis Bird, um, to seniors Kinley Falslive, Jordan Thompson, um, Allie McKenna, who um led their team there. Um, they they could not have done a better job. They came out strong right out of the gate. They t- kind of showed Logan with a few quick threes there by Kinley Falslive that um they were there to play and um they kept that tempo the entire game.
1: So is, is Green Canyon leading those region standings right now? Where does that stand?
2: Uh, Actually, Ridgeline is undefeated in mm-hmm. region play, and they're the number two team in the state right now in RPI. No yeah. surprise there. They made
1: a state championship appearance last year at Cedar in, in a home court advantage for Cedar really yep. is what it was. And so uh, this Ridgeline girls team, they, they real? They legit? Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, they're good. Um, I had the opportunity to watch them in Green Canyon play. Um, That was Green Canyon and Ridgeline's obviously region opener um, for Region 11 basketball. And it was very interesting to see Green Canyon stuck right with Ridgeline, obviously not able to pull out the win. But um, when those teams meet again on Green Canyon's court, I would um, that's going to be a game that I'll highly recommend basketball fans to get, get out and watch.
2: Yeah, this Ridgeline team, Ridgeline girls team, I was doing some research on this just the other day. Uh, four different statistical categories. Ridgeline has uh, three players in the top five in several of these different categories. Yeah. Uh Emma Anderson, she's third in rebounds per game. Um and uh, she also is aver- she's fourth in scoring. Uh Braylee Jenks, she leads the state in assists. And then uh Hallie Anderson, she's second in the state in steals. Yeah. So wow. it's it's a balanced effort. A lot of different talented players are for Ridgeline.
3: And I think one thing that shows about Ridgeline is like you just mentioned they have stats spread out across the board. It's not any one or two players um, like a lot of teams rely on. Their stats are spread across the board pretty evenly. They play, um, I can't remember how many people they played off the bench, but I know they're starting five. Um, they They—they take those stats and spread them pretty evenly across. So what's the uh, girls' matchups this week? Girls' matchups this week, we have, um, we have Green Canyon host Skyview on Thursday we have mount crest travels to ridge on thursday and then we have logan um versus bear river on thursday as
2: well is this I, I think you could easily classify this as rivalry week yeah. this is very high easily basketball.
3: whenever skyview and green canyon play and then ridge and mount crest play that that's going to be a big rivalry week and um, Region 11 playing, talking to some people from um, re- different referees who are refing the games this week. They are very excited to be a part of it. What about boys matchups tomorrow? What are your thoughts on those? You guys predictions at all? Um, my, I don't know if you're allowed to, but my predictions tomorrow. I think Skyview. I don't. I don't know if anyone can even beat Skyview. I think Green Canyon um could give them a pretty good run for their money if they show up to play tomorrow. Um, if they get tuned in early enough, I think that if green cane shows up to play tomorrow, it'll be an interesting matchup for sure. Especially when you play your rivals, you seem to play just a little bit better. Um, just because you know how they play, you've played with them before. Um, lots of these kids grew up playing together. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Then we have Mount crest outrage line. There's another rival, um, Mount crest isn't doing so hot this year. Um, I know that they came a lot closer to, um, a victory Friday night against Bear River. It'll be interesting coming off that very close um, loss in in overtime to Bear River um, out there at, in Hiram. Um, what will happen um, tomorrow night at Ridgeline if they can carry some of that momentum um, even coming off of the loss um, Ridgeline will show up to play obviously and it'll be interesting to um, see what happens there. Uh, Tyler Baldwin, great stuff as always. Thank you so much for your
1: time. Thanks for having me. All right. That's Tyler Baldwin. Great stuff. Uh, As we get you ready for Region 11 basketball, big night tomorrow night. If you can get out to the Green Canyon Skyview game, get there about four hours early, and I'm not joking.
2: So we've got the schedules all online. You can see who's playing where. I know we just ran through a lot of different things, but if you want to see who's playing where and how you can follow along on radio or online, just go to cashvalleydaily.com. We've got some stories there, but you can also go to the menu and go to the sports section. And then there's a drop-down menu where you can click on uh, local prep sports and we'll have the link there for local high school basketball schedule, which will then show who's playing where, the radio station that it's on, and a link to listen live on your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, whatever. So uh, fun week in high school basketball this week. Big rivalry so. games yep, tonight fun. and tomorrow for boys and girls. Yep, absolutely. All right, uh, coming up next here in the Full Court Press, Game Time with Gabby. Oh, I'm so excited. Let me ask you something, Eric. What
1: is the last time... Wait, no, 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 no. no. When Michael Jordan got that dunk over the Monstars, who did he dunk
2: over? <laughs> the purple one. I'll have the answer here. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's
1: not game time with IJ. Just a D's With bizarre. That's one of her questions. Are you ready to go? Okay, this is the difficulty of her questions.
2: Taking it to a whole other level. (laughs) More of the Full Court Press coming up next. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Aggies.
0: The Jazz. The High Schools. The Full Court Press. On Sports Talk Radio. 106.9 FM. 1390 AM. The Fan.
2: Eric France and Aj Salveson, it is going to be a very busy day for high school basketball tomorrow night. Uh, girls basketball going on tonight, so check back on Cash Valley Daily later this evening for the photo galleries and the scores. We'll have it on our radio stations for the boys' games tomorrow. And keep checking back on Cash Valley Daily again for the scores and for the photo galleries of the games as they unfolded. But uh, speaking of games... It's one of our favorite times of the week. It is the most important time
1: of the day. It is Game Time with Gabby.
2: Hi, Gabby. How are you?
4: I'm good. How are you?
2: Gabby's our intern. She always does. Gabby the intern. Great job doing her own little research. You know what I've really been impressed with Gabby
1: so far is that she says more than five words to me now. I think we got up to about 36 today. <laughs> You're keeping track? Yes. Um, our goal is 50.
4: 50? But, yeah. That's, that's a lot.
1: I know, I know, I know. I usually average about 120 with you in the span of two hours, but I think we can get 50.
4: Okay. I'll do my best. Yes, that's all I want to (laughs) know.
2: Effort. All right, these are questions neither Ajay or myself have seen. We don't even know the categories, and we invite you to play along. All right, we ready? All
4: right, we got seven questions today.
2: Oh, I had to start my saging. What the crap is this? It sounds like
1: at a club. Ooh, that's good. This is a quiz show. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. 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 All right, sorry, Gabby. All
4: righty, here we go. First question: Who pitched the only no hitter in World Series history?
1: Don Verlin. <laughs> no, it's his name's Don. Don, um, is a Verlin?
4: No.
2: Don Webb.
1: No, <laughs> Don Webb, dude, that was the most overrated church <laughs> ball player probably in Utah church ball history. He m- made up so many Don stories. Don Mattingly, is it? No, it's not Don Mattingly. <laughs> it's a uh, Don. Um, it's Don. Um, oh man, Don. I swear it was Don Verlin, man.
2: Don. Just keep saying his first name more times and maybe you'll oh, get it. Oh, shut up. Whatever.
1: <laughs> Don um, Don. Casey. No. What was it?
4: Don Larson.
1: Oh, I knew there was an EN at the end.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I don't believe you. All right, what's,
4: <laughs> what's uh, our next one? Okay, question number two. Who is the only coach to win both an NCAA Division I basketball championship and an NBA title? Larry Brown. Good guess.
1: Guess. Just kidding. Uh, Ah. He did it with Kansas and did it with the Troy Pistons in all four. That's true. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, good job. I'm amazing like that. Yeah. As you were.
4: Okay. (laughs) Okay. What is the only U.S. city to win three of the four major professional sport championships in the same year?
1: In the same Same year. Same year. Uh, Boston. Boston. No? No. Bruins, Red Sox, and Patriots and Oh, okay. Well fine. That's fun. Uh
2: Los Angeles. No. No. New York. No. Did you stop? Go, Chicago. Uh, no. Dallas.
1: Wait, hold on. Uh okay, uh, uh but uh is it in the west or east? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that look. I just, I just wanted a hit. That look. <laughs> No, she just
2: glared at me. Um. Uh, no, hold on. Okay, read the question one more time.
4: What is the only U.S. city to win three of the four major professional sport championships in the same year?
1: Okay, what's the four? So baseball, basketball, football, and hockey. So it has to be baseball, basketball, and football, right? So baseball, basketball, football. No. Red Sox. Not no. necessarily.
4: No, it's not. No. Really? No.
1: What sport is missing from it? Basketball. So football, hockey, and baseball in the same. And year. it's not. Bo- is it? And it's not Boston. It's not Boston. That would have been my first guess. Yeah. And LA would have been my second guess. Um. Philadelphia. No. De- Philadelphia. no Denver doesn't have a hockey team. Yeah, they do.
2: Denver. Yeah,
1: the Avalanche. But Broncos, Avalanche, but then the Nuggets would but have to win a championship. Nuggets
2: or yeah. The That's Rockies. not gonna.
1: And it's not Dallas. Dallas Mavericks never won a championship, though.
2: Yeah, they did. Yeah, Dallas Mavericks won a championship. But they don't have a baseball team. Is it?
1: Milwaukee wouldn't have it. No. What is it? Detroit. Detroit. What? What? Wow. They won one in football? When did they win the Super Bowl?
4: 1935. (laughs) What is it? I don't know. Gosh, <laughs>
1: I I want to get an updated answer on that one. But Actually, it was in the, Boston, it? in the same year. In the same though? year,
2: though. The same same year. Let's oh. Oh, so go back a ways. Okay. All right. Good All questions.
4: Right. Okay. Number four. What pitcher holds the major league baseball record for the most no hitters?
1: Nolan Ryan. Yep. How many? Seven. Good job. Whoa! Look at you.
2: Easy peasy.
4: <laughs> All right. Whatever. Number five. How many home runs did Ty Cobb hit in all three of the World Series that he played in?
2: How many home runs oh, by Ty that's Cobb? That's a good question. In the World Series that he played in,
1: seven, S- no, eight, no. Is so it lower or higher? Lower. Oh, five. Lower. No. Zero. Zero. Really? Zero. <laughs> really?
4: Yep.
1: Wow. How many World Series did he play in?
4: Three. Three.
1: Never hit a home run, huh? Guy was overrated.
2: <laughs> what did he <you> ever do? <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question number six. What is the oldest championship in the, in North America professional sports?
2: The oldest championship in American professional sports? Yep. It's Be not, hockey, right? It's not the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's hockey. Yeah. yeah.
4: Stanley Cup.
1: Stanley Cup. I can not remember the name of the trophy. That's sad. Oh, that's sad. I just said or hockey. Stanley. Everything <laughs> I think of Stanley. I think of The Office.
4: All right, last question. What NFL team took thirty-two years to win their first playoff game?
2: Oh, uh, 32 Buff- years to win Buffalo, their first playoff game. Um,
1: thirty-two years to win their first playoff game. It's <laughs> a good question. Okay. Uh wait, when did they win it though? Oh man, thirty-two years, that could be depends when thirty two years started. Um no. Cleveland Browns?
4: No.
2: Well, I'm gonna say so it's gotta be a team that's been around for a little while, so you yeah. gotta scratch off like the Texans and the Titans and some of the newer teams, even the Ravens. Um, the Chargers. They're probably even too new for that. Um, the the Raiders. Detroit Lions. No.
1: Wait, who'd you say? The Raiders. Nah. No. Nah, there's no way it took 30. 30- I mean, back yeah, then, I guess back the day, they were good. It like, depends when 32 years is to when it is, like, when like, the time frame. Um, Did you say Buffalo? Yeah, because I thought it was Buffalo. Um, Philadelphia. No, 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 no. It would be. Uh, let's try. Uh, oh man, I'm trying to think of a lowly team that got to the playoff. I can't think of one. Um, Saints.
4: Yep. Saints. Really, really.
1: Yeah. They probably won the Super Bowl that year too. Was that in 09? Anybody know? No. When they went on that freaking well,
2: probably tear of a run since uh, Drew Brees has been there since so they've broken that. Yeah, easily. Before then,
1: yeah, they dude, were the Archie Manning, aints He was garbage. For a long time. Oh, oh yeah. Archie Manning was so overrated. Did he, is he in the Hall of Fame? Archie? Yeah. Because if he is, there's an asterisk next to it because he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby, that was great good stuff. stuff. Really good stuff again. Awesome. Thanks for joining us here on the Full Court Press.
4: Thank you, guys.
1: And all your wonderful work.
2: Go fight, win. All right. Game time with Gabby. Go Riverhawks. She's always stumping us. I uh, hope you had fun playing stumping. along. I'm sure our listeners were shouting at the radio, telling us how stupid we are for not getting them correct. They'd suck, too. But those were good. Yeah, those were good mix. questions. Those are fun. I'm glad we're doing that. All right. Uh, coming up here on the Full Court Press, some other things we got to get to. Stat that blew our minds. Player of the Week. We want to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame that was announced today a USU taken on Air Force Jordan Love participating in the senior bowl getting a lot of love from a lot of experts that are following what's going on there from NBA or excuse me NFL scouts and others that follow it very closely what are they saying about Utah State former Utah State quarterback Jordan Love it's all coming up here on the full court press
0: talking the sports you care about the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan
2: Aj, how many do you think you got right?
1: We keep a track. My, my goal was my goal is five, but less than four.
2: With multiple multiple guesses, <laughs> you got three correct. Okay, you and I only got two. <laughs> she's really good. No, she's, she's
1: totally getting better us. and better at that. We're screwed. Yeah, I we ain't, ain't ever gonna get ten. Okay, oh let's make a deal. First one to get ten out of ten owes the other dinner.
2: I think we owe Gabby dinner. Yeah, that's
1: true. I think we owe Gabby dinner.
2: That's actually a good point. That's if, a good if, she point. Does, if she can't do her job enough to stump us on all of her questions, <laughs> then we her owe her job? dinner. Oh, man. Hey, the uh, Senior Bowl is coming up this weekend. Uh, of all of the Invitation Bowls, because there were a few last weekend, There's uh, besides the Senior Bowl, there's another one that's going on on Sunday. The Senior Bowl is the one that gets the most attention by the NFL. Mm-hmm. This is usually the the premier players. Now, some players decide not to go. Like Joe Burrow, he's not going to participate. He said, look, I, my team, I beat five, or was it six, top ten teams, mm-hmm. top five teams in my senior year at LSU. I played basically an NFL schedule. You know who I am and what I can do. I don't need to go to this. But for a lot of other players, it's still important. And for someone like Jordan Love, he's getting some good attention. And here's some thoughts from some of the people. This is a a guy with CBS following some of the things with Jordan Love. He got his measurements and seeing what he's doing in his interviews and some of the practices today. Jordan Love out of Utah State is a guy... I absolutely love from a physical standpoint 2018 had a wonderful season 2019 in all honesty was terrible uh, he played two good games Fresno State and then in the bowl game against Kent State everything else there were a lot of question marks he reminds some people in terms of his physical skills of what Patrick Mahomes coming had coming out of Texas Tech the issues is and if you want to point to these as excuses if you want to call it that different different offensive line different coaching staff a lot of the playmakers were gone from 2018 to 2019 and he felt like he had to put the entire team on his shoulders. It didn't work out, and there's no two ways about it. Again, a big week this week, Scott, and I feel like he can impress a lot of people. And there's a chance. There's a chance he sneaks into the first round by the time we get to late April. How about that? Chance Jordan Love could sneak into the first round. Boy, uh,
1: you know, when I talked to an individual before, they, they were he told us scouts were pretty high on Jordan Love for a lot of reasons. And, you know, it was interesting. Uh, some said that his best, their best, his best game from the eyes of an NFL scout was the BYU game, just based on throws that he was willing to make, the other college quarterbacks wouldn't even think twice about.
2: Uh, The practices, the, the measurements and all that stuff, some of the passing that's been just started this week. So you're going to hear more about Jordan Love and how well he's doing as the week continues. Next hour, get into the stat that blow our mind and preview Utah State Air Force. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. I'm not sure it will make a huge difference, but this will be the first Super Bowl with widespread legal gambling in the United States. And I'm sure this is just the tip of the iceberg. Even more states will legalize sports gambling very soon in the past the super bowl is the one game everyone bets on whether it was in vegas with bookies or just with friends now it will be even bigger in part because the media is allowed to talk about gambling openly the opening line was chiefs giving a point and a half and remember vegas is trying to set the line to get the most action it makes sense that the public would lean towards the offensive team to start maybe you give andy Reid an edge with two weeks to prepare But there's a long way to go before the Chiefs and Niners kick off in Miami for Super Bowl 54. We'll see if the line moves in the coming days. Now that sports betting is out there in the public, I'm sure we will all be keeping close tabs on that number. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.